Welcome back to the Mario Mancini show with WWE legend Mario Mancini and WCW legend Randy Hogan. Legend. Wow. Well, you're you still going. You want me to kick it off? Go for it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wilder. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. us on Saturday, so you got to say. I don't know if you an extra 25 bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> an extra an extra 5% for you guys there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at us, we're getting messages already. Yeah, well, you uh, I, I'll tell you what. Um, the truth is that as as absolute equals, um, I, I how do you pronounce his first name? Ibsan Arroyo, I guess. Yeah, he's always writing when he sees you guys. Well, this is this is. How do I put this without sounding like an idiot? This, <laughs> this is this is kind of historical on a certain level. Because you have one of the most popular jobbers from the East, from the WWE, and you have the equivalent from the WCW. So it's kind of, the the photo op is kind of rare. Very rare. Very, extremely, this photo op is extremely rare where you can get a picture together with Randy Hogan and Mario Mancini. And if I go ahead with my plans, I'm actually going to quit doing conventions to kind of retire the end of this year. So this might be my last trip up to New Jersey. Well, I know it is for me, Randy, because what I believe in, this is my second year there, and you know, you you can't and you can't flood this thing. You'll have people walking by your your table going, "Oh, I got you last year. Oh, I got you a year before. Oh, I got you already last year." You you can't flood it. You know what I mean? You can't overexpose yourself. Right. So so I won't be I won't be at the time next year. I, I, Scott talked about it. You know. Well, yeah. I won't be there. So so this is a rare. Rare occasion. Listen, are we? Are we? Uh, are we? <laughs> two guys that are alive. Are are we Tito Santana and Rick Martel at one convention? No, no, we're not. We're not Tito Santana and Rick Martel that were tag team champions at one convention. We're not. But as I said, on a certain level, if you're a hardcore, diehard wrestling fan. And especially a wrestling historian, I'm sorry, yes. we're a big deal. I'm sorry, we're a big deal. If you're a wrestling yes. historian, so you got, you know, you got the Mario Mancini at the WCW and the Randy Hogan of the WWF. You know, it, 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 it's a big deal. Gonna be a great photo, great photo ops. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh, when are we going to be together again? Who knows? You know what I mean? So Plus, we have a documentary following us. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm sure they're going to be... I'm going to put them on your tail. 
I'm going to put him on your tail. Believe me, I'm going to say you want to interview that guy. You want time with that guy. Yeah. Well, you know? Scott, this, for, Scott forewarned me already, you know. This is great. Is, yeah. is, this the, is this the documentary on handsome wrestlers or what is it? Well, well, as you know, Maurice, I'm always, I'm always um, dead balls on it, which yeah. as my Irishman, I know you love, right? Because sure. you guys, you guys bring it. You don't like bullshit. So last August, this, this started out as uh, maybe negative toward Vince McMahon. Um, Same documentary. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So, so things have calmed down. Merger, the whole thing. So what they did was they're going into a different direction now. Now it's more like pro wrestling. It's not we're gonna get you Vince anymore. It's about pro wrestling and how pro wrestling operates and stuff like that. And they're coming to the wrestling school on Monday, just to film a class. Um, I think Vince McMahon proved that he can't be got anyway at this point. Yeah, no, right. There's just no interest, right? So the three hours they did in Albany last August, they want to do that with Roma on Monday from 1 to 4, and then they're going to come to the wrestling school. They came to a show to observe it. They loved it. No cameras or anything. They just came to check it out, and they're like, wow. So, um, they'll be there. They want to meet Roma and I outside the, the gig. They want to get into the car and um, and film us driving there. It's going to be, it, it'll be quite comical. <laughs> with least with Roma and I. I think it's good that they're getting the jobber's point of view also. You know, everybody talks to the big guys all the time, you know. And I have no doubt that if you took one of the big guys that isn't overly talented that you've worked, and I take one of the big guys that I've worked, that we had to actually carry, I thought we could beat him for real. Yeah. <laughs> there, were really? there were a couple. Yes, yes. I know um, one in particular. You know, you know, you know, this, this thing that they're doing is is a really good thing with they you know i don't know if they want you know with these documentaries i told the producer today i said back in 1984 if you were doing a documentary and you said and it was a male producer and he said, why don't you guys show me how you pull punches i said come on in we'll show you and then we'd knock them break his jaw yeah we'd knock him out because kayfabe was alive and well well, K-Fabe's dead. <laughs> okay, and you know what the producer said? He, he, he said, you know what the fun part is? Wrestling is, is one of the real things going on today. Because when it comes, I, I love my country. I'd die for my country if I could. But when it comes to politics, that that's the new K-Fabe. COVID was the K-Fabe. You know what I mean? It's all... It, whether you're on the left side or the right side, it's all kayfabe. You know what I mean? Rest, to, to that, wrestling's real compared to that. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, an interesting day. It's going to be a long day. I told them, 
and they said logistically logistically they just can't do it okay i said listen the real good time isn't roman and i driving to the shot the real good time isn't the filming you do during the document the good time is the dinner we go to when it's over that's the good time like oh where are you guys going i said we went to this italian place last year and battle to the same place but that's where all the fun that's where you hear all the stories that's where you hear you know experiences that's when you get people really engrossed in what we're saying but for some reason they said logistically they just can't do it. Like, all right well you're gonna <laughs> well we're flying out right i'm into it's flying out saturday also saturday night so so I hope we get out of the convention in enough time that we can really share some uh yeah, what some time interesting talks. Hmm? What time are you flying out? Seven. So I need to be there by probably five thirty, quarter to six. If we leave at three thirty, listen. I love Scott. Scott is definitely my brother, and I can talk to him about anything and break balls and he's funny man and we're on the phone a lot of times but when he gets to that when scott wilder gets to a wrestling convention that's like bullshit and 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 having fun and thing like that those fans start coming in it's like having fun before a fight a boxer but when it's time to fight in the ring it's it's no it's not haha anymore absolutely that's scott wilder at a convention he's looking around he's looking for you he's looking and and god forbid somebody comes up to the table he'll he'll come listen love me or not he'll come up and did he want want to sign something i got the tickets over here if he needs to you know what i mean i i tell this story all the time i'm signing an autograph at the big event and he goes um, if it's smudges or something, or somebody lost my autograph, or or it's smudged or something, I said, "Well, just come back and I'll touch." And he walks away, and Scott comes right in front of me, leans into the table to my feet, and it'll cost him another. Time, you know? So he's like, he's on his game at these things. He's hilarious, man. Businessman at these things. So what I'm trying to say is. If we're all sitting there with our thumbs up our ass at 3.30, he'll say, let's go. Let's go eat. We're out of here. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. He just he'll said go, we have time there. Out of here. Let's go. So, um, yeah. You know, um, hopefully you're out of there in time to at least spend an hour and a half, whatever, and, and, you know, get some laughs. You know what I mean? Um, so, if you're really, there's only seven months left here. I don't know if you're going to Louisiana in October. He Not just, yet. He just advertised me Louisiana on October 28th. I don't know when we're going to be together again. Or if we ever will be. Convention. So I know, and Maurice, you know I never talk about myself. I always put myself down. I have a new saying now that just hit me last week that I'm on the lowest form of the food chain in the wrestling business. When I was in the wrestling business, I was on the lower end of the food chain. 
That's what I call it. <laughs> a wrestling food chain. We were. We were. That's what I call it. So you know I don't puff myself or think I'm anything. But I have to tell you, if you're a wrestling historian, I uh, let me put it to you this way. If Cornette walked by and saw us sitting together at a convention, he'd say, holy shit, wait, you gotta get a picture of that. He would. He'd say, I gotta get a picture of me and Hogan in one table. You know, he, he would say, I gotta get that. There's someone wondering who you most looking forward to seeing on Saturday. Ibsan in there again with the question. Aside from, from Randy and Roma? Yeah. That's easy. Barry and Billy. Did you see the did you see the picture? Did you see the picture of Paul Roma on the bus over in Manchester last week? Uh I saw him taking a yeah. Um he was sitting beside, uh, just just behind Kevin Nash and just across. From oh, him. he said, "Listen to me." He said, "He goes, Mario, Kevin Nash. This dude, he said, is hilarious. Absolutely. He goes, Mario, if you were there, you wouldn't have been able to breathe. I mean, this fun, this guy. Is fun. He said, Nash, become hilarious. Um. So." This thing is going to be, it's going to be historical because if it, you know, I don't, I always say I'm probably one of the top 10 jobbers in the history of that company. You know what I mean? And sometimes I go as far as saying, if not one of the top five, you know, if you look at some websites. Yeah. I agree. I agree totally. It's the significant moments you had. First match with The Undertaker, first match with Brett and Jim. Even even we caught Steve Kern the last time you were here on a live show. Uh, I, I said to Steve, I said to Steve, do you remember your first opponent, Steve? And he goes, ah, this guy, he was an enhancement talent, and I just popped Mario into the stream. <laughs> and he just goes, hiya. And Mario goes, it was me, it was me, Steve. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor Steve's wishes, of course, because he's a legend. Um, one of those guys, again, I'll say it again, those guys like Bill Eady, Bret Hart, somebody that can actually work, like a scientific wrestler that, like, was incredible. Um, definitely not used the right way in the WWE, in my opinion, but fine. Um, I'm going to honor his wishes because I said I'm going to see you soon. And he goes, whatever you do when you come up to me, just don't say, you know, why? I go, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go up to him and go, Steve, I'm that podcast with you, you know, and my name's on my shirt. So it's easy to, you know, it's easy to see. So I'm not going to try to trick him and go, hey, remember a couple of weeks ago? Because he's going to go, no. You know what I mean? So. Randy, what was, do you remember what your last match was on television? Someone's wondering here for both of you guys. We start my with last you. match. Oh, man. Let me think. It might have been Sting. If not the last one of the last ones. And uh, it's, it's either Sting or Vader. Yeah. They're both pretty memorable, but I don't remember if they were the last one or not. Yeah. 
yeah. you, Mario? Rick Rude, Huntsville, Alabama. Wow, what a memory. The day before that was Nashville, Tennessee, the hockey talk, man. And then the next day was in Huntsville, Alabama. I got lost in Huntsville. I couldn't find the arena. And I, I drove up to the gate, and there was this huge missile that said the United States of America. And I went up to the gate, and this military guy came out of the guardhouse, and he goes, Sir, I need to instruct you to turn your vehicle around and leave the premises. I go, could you just tell me where the arena is? He goes, sir, I'm going to say it again. I advise that you turn your vehicle around and leave the premises. I'm like, don't know where the arena is, huh? He goes, sir, I go, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. But I eventually went to the gas station and found that. I'll never forget that. That was a huge military base in Alabama. But, um, yeah, it was it was Huntsville, Alabama, and it was Rick Rude, you know? That was the last one. Never went back. It's funny that you mentioned Sting. Did you guys see this AEW coming to London to Wembley Stadium? They're going to try fit ninety thousand fans into into Wembley in London, and in the pre-sale already, they've already sold forty-three thousand five hundred tickets. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? How far away from me? No, no. How with the date? The date is in August, August twenty-sixth. They got a night. And the general release is until Friday, and there's already forty-three thousand five hundred tickets gone. But now, that, but that you mentioned Sting, the rumor is Randy that that's going to be his last match in front of ninety thousand potentially at Wembley Stadium. That so would be quite a send-off there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's and he'll be able to go. He'll, he'll be able to go like this. The Vince for WrestleMania three, right? <laughs> hey, Bell. Hey, He'll be able to go fence for WrestleMania. Great. Where's Sam? Sam's not here yet. Sam, I don't know. He's he didn't really give me an answer. He gave me, you know, when someone sends a Facebook thumbs up, so you don't know really what that means. That means Scott, do me do me a favor because you know because of my brain damage. I is it at Morristown, New Jersey? Yes. Yes. It's at Morristown on Saturday, May. 6th. Yes. From, from 11 to 4. Uh, 3 or 4, I'm not sure what. Yeah. yeah. Someone wondering when the last time both you guys saw Hulk Hogan and how was the conversation? Well, I haven't, but Mario's got some good uh, stories. Eminem, right? I really don't want to talk about Because <laughs> if I see him, I don't care. I'm going to look at him and go, thanks a lot. And he's not going to remember. So, Joe Bruin, the owner of the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, calls me up. I don't know. Five or six years ago? He goes, Mario, Hogan's coming to a gym to sign autographs. Can you come to Rhode Island if you can get him to the Hall of Fame? I said, yep. So I go there, like, I see him arrive, and my instinct wants to just walk up there and walk behind Jimmy Hart. But I, I'm looking around, and I'm like, I think I'm actually going to have to wait in the line. The line was a mile long. I'm like, I, have, I think I'm going to have to wait in this thing. Okay. So I'm talking to Bruin while we're waiting to get there. 
we're a little ways away, but in the room. So I see Jimmy Hart. I go, Jimmy. Hey, Mario. How you doing, baby? How you doing, brother? So we finally get up there. I go, champ. And he looks up and he goes, what are you doing, brother? I go, listen, I just need a second. Shoot. He goes, shoot. Security goes, the, the girl looks at me with his assistant and says, would you like an autographed picture? I go, no, I don't. So Terry starts laughing. Security comes up and goes, yeah, keep moving. We got to keep moving. I go, I just got to talk to him for a minute. And he's signing away it to his assistant one after another, after another, after another. He's just signing away. He goes, sir, you got to move it along. I go, listen, I know the guy 30 years. I just need to ask him something. He goes, sir, you have to move along. Now he's starting to grab me. I said, motherfucker. I'm walking away. I'm going, Terry. Terry. And he's Now, believe it or not, that's happened to me. No, the line wasn't a mile long. But there are like eight or Oh, the Undertaker got him again. Yeah, Undertaker got me. There are like eight or nine people in a line. And a friend of mine just happened to be there from high school. I go, what are you doing in Rhode Island? And I'm I'm meeting the fans at time. He goes, Is it, 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 it looks like you're real busy right now. I go, listen, listen, I'm not going to be able to look at you, but stand behind me. Get behind the table. Talk in my ear. I'll talk to you. And I'm meeting the fans and everything and, you know, and signing their encyclopedia. And, you know, I'm talking to him at the same time. No big deal. Terry could have said, Eminem, just get behind me. And he didn't. <laughs> and that's happened to you twice at conventions. We went into The Undertaker one a while ago. We're not going to go back into that shit tonight. But, uh... Yeah, no problem. No problem, Terry. I'll do that stretcher before WrestleMania 4 with Savage. No, no, no. I'll make sure you look real strong going in there. Don't worry about it. He's not going to be here this weekend, though, is he? I, I you know, I hear he might be with the Undertaker, and, and and I don't know if Stone Cold is, but maybe they're under Fetterman. I don't know. I think Fetterman has a real big guy, you know, the real big ones. I'm surprised I don't have Brett. I don't even think I, I the the way the you know. Um, the promoter for the eighties con is talking. I'm, Roman, I might not have two seconds to say hello to Brett. And Brett, a few months ago, Joe Bruin ran into him, and there's a there's a shot that has never been released that Steve. I'm looking forward to see Steve Taylor in Rhode Island. Um, he was the photographer for the WWE, and. That was one of the biggest regrets I ever had. I was in a bad mood. Imagine that. I'm like 20 years old. I'm in a bad mood. So Gino Carabello and I are at TV. And just down the hallway, Steve Taylor stood up out there. And he goes, hey, guys, I'm taking promo shots. You want to come out and take some? And Gino goes, oh, yeah, just let me get dressed. I'll come out. And Steve goes, Mario, I want to take some animal and maybe let so Joe Bruin bugged me for years for an official WWF release, an eight by ten. Man. <laughs> never, it never happened. <laughs> but I did say he took enough pictures in the ring of me to make. You know what I mean? But um, 
yeah, he he's he's saying that, that we might not even get a chance to, to uh, talk to Brett and, Bru and Bruin. Anyway, this photo has never been released. So it's not him and Nightheart giving a double elbow, and I'm back ready, just about ready to take the bump. And and he shows Brett this picture. He goes, have you ever seen this? And he goes, I've never seen that. Brett goes, I've never seen that. And Brett goes, Mario Mancini. And he goes, yeah. He goes, are you friends with him? And he goes, yeah, I am. As a matter of fact, he goes, do you talk to him ever? He goes, yeah, almost like every other week. He goes, tell him I was asking that for him. He goes, you know, he called us, Randy, he called us these guys. He called us these guys. He goes, you know, some of these guys come off the ropes. You don't know what's coming at you. You don't know what to expect, but what Mario, he goes, what Mario, you always knew what you were getting in the ring when you got in the Well, you never had a problem when you got in the ring on him. So I'm hoping to get 30 seconds with the guy just to hug him and see how he's feeling, how his family is. You know, those standard questions when we all meet up, that's the first thing that comes out of our mouth. How you doing? How you feeling? How's your family? So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a lot of fun here. I, you know, I, I'm just not myself when I go to these things, man, because it's, it's, it's my joy. I'm sitting here in my office. I have, I don't know, maybe 35 files on my desk. You know, I teach Monday and Tuesdays at Paradise Alley. There are long days and nights. You know what I mean? Um, and when I go to the, the, this is the, you know how people say they got something just for them. This is the only thing I have just from these wrestling conventions. So I have that belongs to me. So I look we'll forward to We'll all meet up in Philadelphia next year for uh, a Scott yeah. Wilder, Cheap Heat uh, Productions convention party thing yeah. whatever we'll oh boy that sounds like fun. yeah now maurice i have to tell you i'm happy we're all meeting up it, it, there and we're gonna stay probably for a couple days because i got a feeling at these things i don't know why i get this feeling that i have to watch your back at these things if not by but yeah if not by four o'clock in the morning Strap your Guinness ass over my shoulder and, and, and make sure you make it to your hotel room. Oh, we always make it home, Mario. We always make it home. <laughs> I don't know. Make it, home. it just makes me feel like I got to watch you. You know what I mean? I'd be worried about you. Can you can you keep up with us? Have a few drinks. Can you? Can oh, you I don't, I, oh, I, I don't consume alcohol. Oh, so you won't be joining us at 10 a.m. and finishing at 4 a.m. I don't consume alcohol. You know what, Maurice? I got to tell you, I tried. Um, my first beer was because my family never drank, so we never had alcohol in the house. So my first beer was in 1982 or 83, maybe, in, in the parking garage of the New Haven Coliseum. I'm pretty sure this was the lineup. It was Aldo Nova, Joan Jett, and Hall and Oates. 
I think that was the concert. And they gave me a beer. There was there was a there was a keg of, a quarter keg of beer in, in my buddy's trunk, and he gave me a cup of beer, and I sipped it. It was the most bitter thing I ever tasted in my life. I haven't tasted anything more bitter than that. Um, I tried I tried hard alcohol. It smelled like rubbing alcohol. I never tasted rubbing alcohol, but I'm assuming it tasted like that. I I forced myself, forced myself twice in my life. I'll be 57 next month. I've been drunk twice. So, no, I've been drunk. What I didn't realize after I drank six shots, I started drinking beer. And after the fourth beer, I didn't know your throat goes numb and you have no more taste buds. And it just goes down like water. I didn't know that. I never experienced that before. I'm like, you should, always, you, should, you should always always start with the beer, maybe, and then move on to the spirits. Uh, yeah, I don't. Well, that was the last time. That was the last time I was drunk was 1999. Well, my first drink was in 1969. My first legal beer, and it was at Brothers Two Bar in New York City, which was Joe Namath. And I don't know who was partner with Joe Namath owned it. Brothers too, and I had to go there to have my first legal drink. Wow. Yeah. What's what's your drink of choice now, Randy? Right now, lemonade and fireball. Oh, nice. That's my drink of choice. I'm familiar with fireball. I did make a fireball cheesecake upon request. It was a hot cinnamon cheesecake. Yeah, I've solved the cheesecake problem for Saturday because I can't walk in there with all these full-size cheesecakes. So I'm getting large cupcake wrappers, and I'm making individual cheesecakes. Wow, beautiful. But what I have to tell Demolition, what I have to tell, because Barry got sick last year. I walked up to him. The container was empty, and he was holding his stomach. And Billy was like, I told him not to eat everything. He's like, I'm, I'm going to throw up. I'm like, Barry, what did you eat all of it for? So this time, hopefully, he paces himself. And, and of course, Scott gets his separate container. And I got to tell you right now, God forbid if anybody asks him for one, because I don't think he's going to give it up. That's why I need to bring my own container. When people go, oh, oh can I try? Well, the boys. Can I? You, you got one? Yeah, here, here's one. Not the fans. Sorry. One of the boys says, hey, you you know, I'll give him one, you know. So Scott Wilder could make some money off these cheesecakes, maybe if he was selling them at your table. Well, cheesecakes. well, well I, I got a feeling that maybe in Rhode Island, because when I was married, believe it or not, one time I was married, my ex-wife, I'm very good friends with my ex-wife. My ex, in fact, I told her now husband when they, when they were dating, I said, you realize you, you're, you're dating Martha Stewart. She's very talented, could do anything. So, when one of in 2014, when I was getting inducted, she made Mario Mancini cookies. She made sugar cookies, and and she cut out these rounds. You know that picture of me in my red ring jacket? She she took edible like she took like a white frosting and pasted them on the cookies. So there were Mario Mancini cookies, and she made cake pop. And, and we were selling them at the table until I got up and went over to talk to Ted, Ted DiBiase. And every time 
every time I'd get up and go to talk to Jake or anybody, she would follow me with the phone and take pictures. So I'm talking to Ted and she goes, and I turn around and I go, yeah. And she goes, there are two large men with paint all over their face. They're like three, three cake pops at a time. And I look over and that's just demolition. Don't worry about that. And um, she goes, we're not going to charge him. I go, no. So we end up walking over there. And, you know, Barry's going, these things are delicious. And um, I felt bad because when I went to Baltimore, when I saw him last year, he goes, and I, I had said to my ex-wife, could you make a dozen cake pops for Barry? And she's like, yeah, yeah. So, um he goes, how's your wife? I go, well, very unfortunately, we're divorced. And um, he goes, damn, I'll marry her. I go, you're big enough, man. You're big enough. You don't want to eat all that. So um, I said, I thought you already had a wife. Um, but, uh, you know, I didn't bother my ex-wife with your cake pops. Um, so he's going to have to settle for the cheese. Randy, quick question for you. Vice TV are doing a documentary on a guy that you know very well, Abdullah the Butcher. Did they ask you to participate in that? Because I know you got some great stories about him. No, I'm like the red-headed stepchild. Nobody asked me to do nothing. They you know? even they they asked us. Well, they didn't ask, but they they used a bit of footage that I had before in the Vince McMahon documentary with with Mario. Mario speaking a few words. No, I was just curious to know that because um, did you no, tell? I've do you had, want to tell Mario? About, I've had do you want to tell Mario answers. about your experience? With Abdullah. Do you want to tell Mario about your experience with him. Yeah, it's a oh, really, man, really good you, Mario. Some. Uh, I was working him. I don't know where. It was a Continental Wrestling, which was in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, of course, you knew the finish, but that was all. Jerry Hart was. Managing them. So I was taking my jacket off, turning around, and he come running across the ring. I didn't know this. It hit me with this, I don't know what kind of title he had, North American title or something. Smacks me right in the back of the head with a belt. Not with his hand, not with the leather, with the metal plate. Boom, you know. So that got me goofy. So I went through the match and did it, whatever, and then he's standing on me with his foot on my neck. Now, sometimes when a big guy... Like that does it. He'll take some of his weight off him on the rope, you know. He did. He was standing there with hands on his side, 400 pounds, one on my neck, on my chest. I couldn't breathe. So then he stepped off. And then he jumped back on again. And he's he's bouncing. He's bouncing on me like this. So then he throws me outside of the ring. And he gets a kendo stick. And he whips me like a dog. I mean, whipping me hard right across the back. Now, we were outside of the ring, right in front of the, the, the front row. Um, so, anyways, he whipped me like a dog, threw me back in, did his thing, and gave me his flying elbow or flying lat because he had so much skin hanging down here. So, I go back in the locker room and. Uh, one thing you don't do, you don't complain, you don't whine, you don't cry, you don't do nothing. You go back, you say thank you for the match, you know. 
And, uh, and he opened the door. He says, uh, he says, are you okay? And I said, yeah. I said, but you about beat me to death with that kendo stick. Now he's sitting in a chair with his feet up on the table smoking a cigar. And he looks at me smile and says, it's good for the business. Now, I didn't understand what all that meant until years later. When you're four feet away, five feet away from somebody in the front row, you don't want to give them reason to say, oh, that was so fake. We saw it. You see, he didn't even hit him. So especially old school guys like him, Wahoo McDaniels, they will just lay it on, you know. And that's what he did. So that's what he was saying. It's good for the business. And it was, you know, I had an awakening like three years later. I said, that's probably some of the best advice I got from an old school guy. Good for the business, you know. Don't give them a reason to say it's fake. Right. Or pulled or they missed or whatever else. So that was my Abdul story. But he was was very nice. I like that with you, Mario. (laughs) Very funk. Really? Yeah. Outside the ring, got too close. The camera got too close. Boom. But you know, one thing about Terry Funk, he wanted it back. He wanted it back. Wanted you do back to him. Wow. He was one of those uh, again, one of the few guys that called Mister Funk, and he said Terry. I said, Oh no. Same thing. The Harley race. The Mister Race Harley. I said, Oh no. I did it to Larry Zabisco. Larry, I go no, no, <laughs> oh no, no. There's another character. Yeah, was the Bisco? Was the Bisco? Yeah, But you know what? I mentioned. I mentioned guys like Savage and Kurt Henning, and you know the guys like the the under. Man, I I would have loved to work with a little butcher. I never even met. He was. He was. Uh, he was definitely a definitely a legend, you know. He was definitely a hardcore dude, and he always lived it. But you know, he was just nice as could be, very articulate to talk to. You wouldn't think so because he never did anything but stick somebody in the head with a fork or something. But uh, well, that 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 was like George. Steele. You know, you get George Steele in the corner, he give you the best advice ever. You know, really? he, that, he was a smart dude. What I love, uh, what I love about the fans for years, they go George Animal. I never said anything, of course. They, George Animal Seal. I heard he was a college professor, and you know, no, he was the head of the department. For yeah, he was a high school. Uh, yeah. he was a high school teacher in uh, in Detroit. Yeah, so, well, I heard he was a college professor. Uh, okay, um, but you know, guys like that. I mean, you can't, you can't buy. Kind of education. You have to take a good, good beating. Take a good beating. Yeah. Good well, I definitely took more than I gave. I'll tell oh, yeah. you. I, I did. I'm going to take one of those beatings um, on Saturday. Brother that I love so much. And I really do love this guy. Dr. D. Daniel. I'll see him on the really cool thing at the end of July, um, again, for the people who've watched my podcast and heard my stories, I've told the story a million times. That's another photo op that's really rare because 
he broke my nose on August 1984 in the West Warwick, Rhode Island Music That fan fest is in West Warwick, Rhode Island. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to him in July and go, David. This is where you broke my nose. Thirty nose. This is where you broke my nose. Classic moment. This town, right? You know what I mean. So I I, I never asked the boy to take a picture with them, but I'm actually gonna say, look, I want you. I want to take a picture with you here in Rhode Island. Just. Go like this to my nose, and they'll stop the picture. And I'll and I'm only taking it for one person, my brother, who's responsible for my okay, for paying for my wrestling school when because I set up the zone five instead of instead of eighty three because I needed a year to save the money to pay thousand dollars, and he's the one that said, "Don't you do it now?" And he paid it. So when I came home, my eyes were black, blue, and purple. He goes, you look like Rocky Balboa. Who the hell did that to you? I said, Dr. D. <laughs> so uh, David did me a great deal understanding. So, you know, after that Battle Royals where they lined up like they're giving checks out, and they would chop me and chop me and chop me until my chest would open up and start bleeding. Choppy and choppy. You get a hazing. Schultz breaking my nose fed up my hazing. You know what I mean? So it was actually a thing. You know, um, you know, you get in a corner and there would be two guys holding your. So you're in the corner where your arms spread out on the rope. You can't let go. If you let go, your your back of your head's going to be slamming into the canvas. They got your leg. Fuji, come over. Spread your tights to the, to the, to the side. Take his finger. Shove it up your ass. And when you went like that, ah, you go boop and put it right in your mouth. Oh, that's nasty. Fuji. Fuji, love, love Fuji. It's genius, though. It's Derek, but it's genius. Taught me a lot. Taught me so much. Taught Roma a lot. Fuji, you know, was that was Papa's. And Alyssa, you didn't mess with that. He'll slice you in a million pieces. He always. I look forward to meeting Roma. I never met him before. You never met Roma. Roma's a gem. No, Roma. Roma hides hides how he really feels sometimes, but you could see it in his actions. Like sometimes, sometimes running Paradise Alley wrestling school in the promotion can be a pain in the ass. But sometimes I sit back and I watch him teach, or I'll watch him during a show that we're running, and he's watching the matches, and he just glows. And he's so passionate when he teaches. I say to myself, this guy really loves it. He really loves the business. He really does. He doesn't like what human business. But the business itself, the wrestling, and the psychology especially, 
you'll never see a guy being brighter when he goes, watch it, watch it, watch the next match. And I won't know that a baby face is turning heel. And I'll go, watch, watch. And it'll work. And the whole place will be like, oh, you suck. And he'll look over at me and go, it worked, it worked, it worked. You know? Yeah. We had a tag team that were huge heels. Huge, huge heels. And he goes, I got to turn these guys baby face. So a kid, somebody he had somebody bump into a kid, whether it was a re-announcer or whatever, and he dropped his popcorn. Knocked the popcorn out of the kid's hand. One of the heels on the tag team went to the concession stand, gave the kid another bag of popcorn, and patted him on the head. They didn't even enter the ring, and they turned babyface right there. People started clapping. Aw. You know I mean? They did nothing in the ring to turn babyface. Nothing. That's what, the, and, and that's how deep, you know, I tell everybody, you know, you know, I told Roma himself last night, I go, you might be up at one o'clock in the morning watching watching TV, but you're just looking at it. You're just staring at it because your brain's going. The things he comes up with sometimes are genius. He got me really good one time. Um, because he, he special guest refereed a match the, because the heel had cheated so badly at that point. He cut a promo saying... I'm going to be the guest referee. And he ended up whacking the baby face with a chair and throwing the, the heel on top of him. I'm sitting out there like this. And he looked out and he kind of put his head down. He goes, I love getting you. He goes, I love it. I love getting you. He goes, you didn't see that coming, did you? I went, no, I didn't see that coming at all. I go, you got me good. I didn't see it coming at all. He goes, I love that to you. He goes, I love it. You know, so it's weird because I run the business, you know, um, in the promotion and everything. And he does the storylines and everything. So I never know what's coming. I don't know who's going over. I don't know the angle. I don't know nothing. I just sit there and watch it. I don't know what's coming because that's his, his, his deal, not mine, you know. So it's kind of funny. I used to get just physically, I don't know why, but I got him confused with Chris Masters. I oh. don't know why, but just I see the two of them and I got to really think, now, which one is this? Yeah, right. You, you know, people, hey, it looks like Shamrock too. Yeah, that's what he hates the most. When people come up to him and go, Ken Shamrock, he's like, no, I'm better looking than Shamrock. Uh, wow. People come up to him and go, Ken Shamrock. is not. And you know what? You know, though, and he was still young enough. Such a stupid thing. Imagine if, if, Vince buried the hatchet with Roma when Shamrock got in and made him a tag team. People would have been double taken like crazy. They would have thought they were not twins, but you know what I mean? That would have been one thing. But, you know, Roma, Roma spoke his piece and he left the WWE. <laughs> in pure Roma fashion. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Maurice, your lips are moving, but we don't hear you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. 
Apologies. I have a good friend of uh, Paul Romas on the podcast on Monday, Alex Wright. You know, I don't think there's any heat there's there. Vander no. no, there's not. There's no There's no heat there. They they made up a long time ago. Yeah. But um, be interesting just to hear from his side of the story as well, from all that kind of thing that happened. I'm sure he's sick too. He's fucking teeth of talking about it as well. But, so he won't well, dwell on it too much. He's probably sick of talking about it. You got to remember something, you know. Roma loves Dusty. He loves Dusty. You know, when he came into the WCW, um, you know, he walked into the arena and first day, by the way, and Dusty turns around and he goes, oh, look, it's pretty Paul Roma. That was it. That's who he was. That over. He was pretty Paul Roma. That was it. it it's, it's Flair that had the problem. And it's it's not surprising, Rome is still after Flair. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Dutch Mantel and Paul Roma doing a show together about Ric Flair pretty soon, and I'm I'm just gonna sit back and just let those two guys talk. Well, I'm gonna see Dutch. I think I'm gonna see Dutch on Saturday. Yeah, I, remind that's, that's you another, can, you can, you can remind him Mario to respond to my email. But that's another guy I call Mister Mantel. You know, he was there last year. And you know what? You, you know, he's so old school. So it's me, Roma, Tugboat, Dutch Mantel, Barry Horowitz, of course, Scott Wilder, um, Annoy was there, one of the Samoans. And we're all talking. And telling stories and bullshitting and really getting down to the nitty gritty. And Mantel was just at the end of the table on the other side. Wouldn't just wouldn't throw his two. I mean, old school. I mean, old school. You know, almost very similar to the Strongbow. Because Strongbow didn't go for that Gaga either. But we, we were just having fun. But he was just hmm. listening to the whole thing, just listening, you know. So he's 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 a good guy. He's another he's another legend. I mean, uh, I, I don't. These guys deserve the all the utmost respect. You know what I mean? So it, it, he's a Dutch Mantel's another legend. If but I know if if you're listening now, who's going to be there at the weekend? Like, there's some, like there's a lot of a lot of wrestlers going to be there, isn't there? Well, well yeah. yeah, yeah. Maurice, you mean we're doing this show and you don't have the poster right in front of you? I actually have. Do you know what I have here? I have a poster of. Let me see. It's in my. I have the two biggest guys on the card, so I've got this poster. And I've got this poster. What else matters? What else matters? What else matters, brother? Yeah. Like, like Paul Roma's there, Bret Hart, Dutch Mantel, Demolition, Tugboat, Demolition, Bushwhacker Luke there. I think yes. so. yeah. Mr. Hughes, my new friend I made peace with, the Brooklyn Brawler, Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Wendy Richter, Rita Marie, 
Rita's Rita Marie's going to be there. Rita yeah. doesn't do a lot of uh, conventions, none. does she? None. Yeah. Well, this, that's a pretty fucking huge deal then as well. Yeah, none. She's never any. So um, she's going to be there. Um, but I, I think, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not ribbon. I think aside from Brett and I think we're a big deal there. I really do. I think it's a big deal that we're going to be together. I think it's a big picture, brother. I do too. Like I said nostalgia. And There's not it, a whole lot of us old guys around. I got to tell you, Randy, I got to tell you, they're, they're out there. They're hardcore. Let me tell you something. My, my timing, this is, a, this is a true story. My timing chain went in my Jeep. I really wanted to get 300,000 out of it, but I got 207,750 miles. Wow. So, so the timing chain went, and I went to a car dealership, and I saw the car salesman. And I'm talking to him about a uh, 2020 Jeep, which I ended up, I'm picking it up tomorrow with 23,000, 24,000 miles on it. And I'm talking to him for the first time and he goes, you look so familiar. I go, yeah. here we go. <laughs> I go, uh, you a wrestling fan? He goes, you're Mario Mancini. You're the Undertaker's first opponent. And I went, wow. <laughs> Wow. I go, you're hardcore, huh? He goes, oh, yeah. yeah I, I know everything about wrestling. I said, wow. that How can you even recognize me? He goes, well, you know, I followed a couple of your podcasts. So I know what you look like today. So that's why I connected it. I go, because I haven't been on the TV since 92. You're not picking me off. You know what I mean? He goes, no, no, I watch your podcast. So... You know, they're hardcores out there, hard. There's people that come up to me, they're, they're on such a mission. Randy, they slam that encyclopedia on the table. They start going through pages. I go, I'm right next to Mark Henry. The M's right next to me. Uh, there, there you are. There you are. Right, right. Do you want your name? No, 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 no. Just sign your name. Okay. Black? No, 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 no. Use this. Okay. All right. Where do you want me to sign it? Right. See this spot right here. Sign it right there. Okay. Here you go. I mean, they're, they are, they're off the hook. They're off the hook. They really are. God bless them. I love it. Yeah. God bless them. I love when they make us feel relevant. And they, and they will, man. And I'm telling you, they're, they're hopefully there's just not a handful. But there is, there'll be a handful of people that see us together and they'll go, whoa, whoa. We will make their day. Oh, yeah. And Scott will say, I'm right over here. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> the, one of the funniest stories I ever had. What? Scott. So I go to the Mohegan Sun. To this Michael Bolton concert. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Give it to me, Maurice. Go ahead. I'm sorry, he's my favorite artist. Go ahead. You can no, no, no. It's it's music. Hey, Mario, music, music, music is music. I won't criticize anyone. Just go it's enjoy not, live music, no matter what you like. It's not Fozzy. So I'm sitting there in the Laura Arena, pretty good seats, and there's there's people in the row behind me. And 
somebody taps me on the shoulder. He goes, you, you run Paradise Alley? I go, yeah. He goes, you're Mario Mancini. I go, yeah, yeah. So he goes, you mind if I get a picture with you? I go, no, no, no. So I go to Scott. I go, Scott, I took a picture with a fan at the Michael Bolton concert last night at the Mohegan Sun. He goes, Mancini. I go, what? He goes, where's my money? <laughs> Should have got his, got his address and sent him an invoice. <laughs> he goes, CD, where's my money? <laughs> like nobody could take a picture with me without Scott Wilder involved. <laughs> That's great. Oh my God, he's so funny, man. He's so funny. They don't come no better than him. No, they even, even on the business side, personal side, away with like you, I get so close to uh, to Scott and, and even my wife. You know, in fact, yeah, uh, she's coming up to Rhode Island. She's going to be working whatever they do for her also. But uh, he is just such a wonderful being, you know. And but business wise, you know, he's a straight shooter. He's great. There's no gossip, no nothing, I, whatever, you know. I. Tell me when and where, Scott, and I'm there. Right. I was going to say, I can't I can't even, at this point, I can't even do business with him. <laughs> I, I can't even do business with him. He's like, hey, you want to uh, uh, you want to go to uh, Pennsylvania? And I, uh, yeah, Scott, when are we going? Yeah, well, yeah, just tell me. Wh where are we going? And I just show up. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, I do. I totally am. I, I don't even, listen, I don't even want to, I don't even want to talk about the business. I just, because... Just, <laughs> I have a good time just being with him. I just, I do too. I, I do too. I have, a, you know, he and Danny Davis. I'm in a house in in North Haven, Connecticut, and and I, I I rented it with the impression that my daughter was living with me, and my other youngest daughter comes and visits me. So, like three bedroom house and everything. And I wanted to buy, but I, I I'm not getting taken for a sucker in this market. So, um. You know, he pulls up with Davis, and the, and they come in, and Scott comes. Davis goes, "This is where Mancini lives," and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "What's he? What's he live in his mother's basement?" I go, "My mother." I go, "My mother passed away." So, so Scott goes, "Can you see him in the basement screaming up to his mother, Ma, meatloaf?" <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf, Mom, meatloaf. So he, the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just, it, 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 and you know, he, he's a tough dude. He's tough as nails. Let me tell you that Scott Wilder, he does not care. It, I mean, somebody can have him by the throat and he'll calmly look at him and go, get your hands off me. No panic. He doesn't piss his pants. Nothing. Not, I mean, nothing. He just, He's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and if he developed he, a nice roster, uh, yeah, I mean he 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 really is. He's a tough guy too. So, but he's what, what a great guy, man. He's a good guy. I like I like uh, going to these things with him, and uh, hopefully we can we can make the guy some money and uh, the fans can realize what they're looking at because it's gonna be it's rare. I mean, rare. Totally agree. Yeah, which is so Mario rare. Mancini is rare on his own. No. Nah. Thrown in the real Hogan. Now, this is my second time down there and my last. 
because I, I can't overexpose myself. It's 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 going to be my last. So, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully everything will go well. And, um, you know, it's like Rhode Island. I'm looking forward to going to Rhode Island because I we haven't done it between the pandemic and everything. We haven't been there in three or four years. So yeah, I've I, never been there either. I hope I'm rejuvenated up there. You know what I mean? So, um, well, that's going to be another opportunity. But listen, those those New England fans, they, they they're the biggest. So yeah. that's that's good. That's going to be a big day. If not, if, if Joe Bruin himself doesn't take a picture of us together, I'd be shocked. Mm -hmm. You know, with Joe's going to go, holy shit, Mario Mancini and Randy Hogan together. I, I need a picture of this. You know what I mean? Um, because it, it was the same level for the two biggest companies on the planet. You know what I mean? It's it's we did the we had the same popularity. You know what I mean? Same thing. Yep. I've Just got a question. Venues. I think it'd be I've fun got... in the South. You know where WCW was bigger in the South, and to do it, you know, I think you get the same type of a reaction as you get up north. You hear that, Scott? Let's do it. I've got a question. I've a question before we wrap up here. So when you guys do meet up on Saturday and get a picture together. Who's get, who Who gets the percentage? What way does it work then? Is Scott Wilder going to charge the two of you for getting photos with each other? Well, it, 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 it's probably going to be a different price to get a, a photo op with us together. Yeah, it's Scott's no, deal. I mean, I, mean for, I mean for your photos, when you want to get a photo with Randy, how much oh, is Scott going to take? On my phone with Randy, Scott will be like, we might, we might have to go into the men's room and, yeah, and, and next to the urinals next to each other, you know. <laughs> look at Randy and go, did Mancini just use his phone and take a picture? Mancini, you owe me 25 <laughs> You better beat me. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> <laughs> Saturday's gonna be oh, a long day. Oh God, I, I I just I can't wait, man. It's gonna be great, guys. Pleasure to have the two of you on again, and we're we're gonna catch up again hopefully soon. Yeah, it, it works, man. It works. Maurice, thank you so much. Yeah, Mo, so I much for getting us on, Mario. I, I can't say how much I how much I love you. I'm looking so I, forward to Saturday. Ah, uh, I three days away, brother. I love you yeah. too. And Mo, I promise you this. Next time we're on, it probably won't be three days away from a, a fan fest. So we'll we'll get into we'll get into wrestling a little more in the yeah. our But it, but it was nice to talk about like uh confectionery and beer and different things like that, wasn't it for a change? Well, I, I tell think you the fans like to see that we're real people. I, I yeah. tell you I'll tell you what, man, tomorrow night I can't be bothered tomorrow night because Tomorrow night's the night, and I think I'm going to be making, like, maybe 48 of these things, and they're going to be some different flavors. They'll be basic, but, you know, they'll be in the large cupcake wrappers, and, and the key to it is they need the, a day. To, they need that Friday to settle. Okay. Settle. And this way, Saturday, they'll be, they'll be peaked. They'll be ready. But you know what? When I do these things, you know, I, I made a cheesecake for a woman that works at Dollar General down the street. And I walked in to buy a broom. She goes, oh, my God, just guy I want to see. I go, oh, boy, something wrong with the cheesecake. She goes, I only got a piece. My kids ate the whole thing. And I, I just had a small piece. C -c 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 Could you make me another one? 
I'm like, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So I have to be careful with this stuff and who I give it to because one tray and I didn't, Scott, I talked to Scott last night. didn't tell me, Hey, it's my birthday tomorrow guy. So I, I, you know, I feel better that I'm making a tray for him because that it, it is his birthday. So I got a tray for him. I'm going to have a tray for demolition and I'm going to have my own personal tray that I need to ration. There's one thing you can depend on always Roma will never eat that <laughs> too unhealthy do you know what that sounds like when you're making all these cheesecakes that sounds like good material for your tiktok you know i don't know I, i'm frustrated with tiktok i thought i was gonna become tiktok famous i thought it was a shoot because in 2018 i took my daughter to the zoo the bronx zoo in bronx new york and i you know i, I said how old was she? 18, five, five. She was 11. I said, you want to go see the gorillas? Daddy, take you to see the gorillas. You want to go see the gorillas? Let's go see the gorillas. So go see the gorillas. This male gorilla goes behind a female gorilla, pushes her down, gets behind her, and starts plowing the shit out of her. And I went, well, I took my phone off. I took my phone out, and I recorded it. Guys, keep banging away. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going, get a room, get a room. I put it on TikTok. I said, this is it. This is it. <laughs> nah. In fact, one person made a snide comment. Uh, over 400 people stole it. But one woman goes, you're telling them to get a room. In fact, you're in their room. Why don't you get out? And I'm like, wow. Come on, lady. <laughs> Come on, man. Really? So that must have been quite a scene. Oh man, it, it's on my TikTok, man. They're 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 banging you away. You said that, and I see Mark Henry and May Young, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Careful what you say about Mark Henry, you're gonna get some heat. Yeah. I love Mark Henry. Mark, Mark, Mark Henry's gonna. Mark Henry is already not not a friend of the show yet, but he he may be in the future. Yeah, don't if you get him on, don't mention my name. I don't I don't think he likes me much. Yeah, I'll say, oh, one man you're beside in the WWE encyclopedia, Mario Mazzini. I'm gonna bring you up on screen again. <laughs> Although I think in Baltimore, I'm pretty sure we set aside our differences. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm I'm hoping, you know, that it was sincere. But, uh, you know, I said a couple of things he didn't like that I said about The Undertaker, and he got hot, you know, and it got back to me that, you know, Maurice tried to smooth it out with The Godfather, but, you know, that didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, what that's, are you going to do? That's a, that's a story for another day, Randy. We'll tell you that one. <laughs> All right, Maurice, go take care of the kids. Brother, I will see you in three days. Love you, brother. Take you, care. I love you too, man. I love you I'll too. Talk to you guys soon. You got it. Happy birthday, Scott.